0: Welcome back, everyone, to All Good Points. It's your favorite sports podcast that's hosted by me, Ricky Gray Jr. This week, we cover a potential holdout going on in Minnesota, the first NFL player to opt out of this season due to COVID-19, and some breaking MLB news along with the NBA. Remember to rate and review All Good Points wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at All Good Points Podcast, And if you'd like to join the Discord, that link will be available in the show description. Enough stalling. Let's start the show. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that sweet little bass riff right there. Um, So the first thing that we're going to talk about is a Minnesota Vikings player that could potentially hold out because of contract negotiation issues. And I'm talking about everybody's favorite Minnesota running back as of late, Dalvin Cook. Um, It seems as if there was some sort of miscommunication between Cook and his agent and Mike Zimmer because Mike Zimmer was quoted as saying Dalvin Cook's going to report to camp on time. And then Dalvin Cook's agent came out and said, no, he never spoke with Dalvin about that. Uh, Dalvin might actually hold out until his contract is, you know, negotiated and every and and mutual parties, you know, kind of agree to everything. Um, So everybody's kind of trying to figure out where Mike Zimmer got this basis from. Also, Mike Zimmer just got his contract extended another three years. We'll see how that goes. Um, So I think what's kind of interesting is that there's some sort of uh, miscommunication or lack of communication between these two parties, one being on Dalvin Cook's side of are you going to report to camp on time? Are you going to report to camp at all? are you going to hold out are you what's the problem with the contract where's where's the disconnect between the two groups is it a money issue is it a time issue are they planning on trying to do some sort of franchise tag with him or something there's a lot of questions up in the air i think what we can all kind of expect is that at some point uh, here relatively soon Minnesota will be able to iron it out. The problem that Minnesota is going through right now is that they just don't really have enough money for everybody. That's really that's really what's going on here. Um Kirk Cousins got his uh contract I'd say maybe renegotiated um slightly extended. I there's there's a couple of weird things going on with that contract in particular. It looks like it was negotiated to the point to where it can potentially save Minnesota some money, so I'm happy about that. But at the same time, um, I don't know if that front office has everything ironed out. Now on the on the side to you know kind of argue Minnesota's point, Minnesota's kind of deep when it comes to you know the running back area. You have Mike Boone, uh, Mike Boone. You have Alexander Madison. Um, Dalvin Cook has, this is where I disagree with a lot of people. Dalvin Cook has been a great running back for Minnesota. Great running back. But at the same time, he has been hurt quite a bit. And those kind of injuries just don't really go away. Now, I could, you guys could, you know, tie me up by my my feet and drag me through the street for that comment. But when you think about it, it's kind of true. I mean, how often did Latavius Murray have to step in for Dalvin Cook when Dalvin was injured? Like, it's pretty frequent. Is Dalvin up on that list with the guys like Alvin Kamara and, you know, Christian McCaffrey? Maybe not Christian McCaffrey, but, you know, Alvin Kamara, him, those two are kind of similar in the production value, I would say. Um, But at the end of the day, I do think that Minnesota will be able to iron out this situation. I don't think that it's a all or nothing kind of problem where, you know, these two parties can't agree to terms. I think they will. I just don't know necessarily how quickly it'll happen. But the the big problem is Mike Zimmer coming out and saying like, he's already talked to Dalvin and Dalvin's going to show up to camp on time when Dalvin's agent is like, no, he hasn't talked to Dalvin Cook at all about this. And he doesn't know where Dalvin lies. So, I think that's that's where you kind of get the uh, formation of an issue. That's when you get the start of an issue when a coach kind of starts saying, "Oh well, yeah, this is going to happen," and it's you've got the players going, "No, I've never even talked to him about that." So there's a lot of a lot of gray area there, and also Mike Zimmer's contract was only extended three years, so you kind of have a little bit of a "you better do something or we're going to let you go" kind of thing. Three years, three years is three seasons, right? that's a lot of time especially the, the amount of time that he's had with minnesota so far and i'm not going to say that the team isn't improving but doesn't it look or at least feel like the team stalls out when it, re- when it really matters you know they can win a division playoff game they can win a wild card playoff game nfc championship championship comes around and that's it there's nothing you know it's we, we beat the saints last year And then lose, you know, even even though it seems like our team is so good and everybody can go, oh, yeah, your team is great. You've got a great team. And it's like, OK, well, if you can't win the games that matter, the team can't be that great. Right. And I think what Spielman and, you know, the Vikings organization as a whole is currently trying to do is get it to where the team can win the games that really matter the most, which are those NFC championship games, those divisional round playoff games. And of course, Everybody wants to bring a, a Super Bowl to Minnesota. You know, every coach that has signed up there wants to bring a Super Bowl to Minnesota. That's like goal number one. But for some reason, when they get to the games that really matter, that's where that's where Minnesota falters. Um, also, the NFL officially canceled all of the 2020 preseason games. There will be no preseason. Um, I'm not. I'm not upset. I'm really not upset. I guess. I guess maybe I would have saw one preseason game as being beneficial so everybody can kind of I mean in a relatively in a relative sense get warmed up um, but at the same time it's it's kind of I guess unnecessary at this point um, I was looking over some of the details of the Oakley shield kind of conversation because if you guys don't know Oakley has been trying to design a face shield for uh, the NFL to, you know, kind of implant in the helmets and, you know, keep players safe from catching, you know, COVID-19. And uh, I was looking over some of the details. It kind of just looks like a plastic mesh um, shield. I don't know if, I don't know if it would. I, I really don't know if you could call it a shield because it doesn't really look too much like a shield. There's no filter in it. It doesn't look like there's any filter in it. It looks like holes are kind of like overlapping other holes. Like there's two kind of um, slats of plastic uh, that kind of overlap each other to where air can't necessarily get out. The only thing I worry about is air getting in, really. is I mean, imagine wearing all those pads and that helmet, and then you've got a, a shield in front of you that doesn't let a whole lot of air in. I don't know. It's it's going to be an interesting kind of thing. The NFL hasn't necessarily approved it yet. Uh, they also said that players won't get in trouble if they don't wear it. So there's a whole lot of uh, a lot of things hanging up there in the balance that I guess haven't really been decided yet. So we'll we'll be going through that and kind of monitoring that closely to see what ends up happening there. Um, there's uh, another big thing that happened was the first player actually decided to opt out of the out opt out of the season uh Laurent Devernay Tardif became the first player to announce that he was opting out of the 2020 season that's a Kansas City uh Chiefs offensive guard or um yeah offensive guard um I think he's a left guard I think he plays left guard but either way um you know and and a couple of people came out to you know support his decision Patrick Mahomes being one of them came out and said hey you know what I think it surprises us, but at the same time, we have to respect his decision. And Patrick is right; you've got to respect the guys that are saying that. You know, I don't really want to do this. I don't want to. I don't want to put myself out there in the event that I get hurt. Um, I get it. I get it. Um, you gotta. You gotta do what you gotta do, especially you know with what's going on now. If uh, Tardiff is believing that he's protecting himself and sitting out of the season will be okay for him, then by all means, go ahead and do it. Um, One of the other, I guess, things that got brought up as far as COVID-19 went was uh, players that are testing positive for COVID-19 can be put on a temporary IR. That's kind of another interesting situation because how quickly could it happen? I also, I guess I really want to know, are they testing before and after games? Is that the idea, and how quickly do they get those results like if a, if a player tests before a game, everybody tests clean or whatever, Sunday they all meet up, they all play. I also think that there might be something to no more Thursday games i think I think that might happen because of what's going on. I think that might happen, but um. I think one of the the things about the testing thing is is how quickly do you get those results, and then how quickly can you put somebody on IR before a game? Or is it something like if you put somebody on a temporary IR, how long is the waiting period going to be? Is it two weeks until they clear the whole COVID thing? Are they quarantine themselves? Or I don't know. There's just there's so many things back and forth uh, that are going on as far as this goes, like there's, there's so many things that are up in the air. Um, Jamal Adams was traded to the Seahawks. I don't know if you guys knew that, or if you guys are keeping up, but Jamal Adams was traded to the Seahawks. That's going to be kind of an interesting outlook on the Seahawks because now, like I had said before, the Seahawks were trying to build or rebuild their, um, their Legion of Boom, you know, when they had Sherman Chancellor, um, and Earl Thomas, it looks like they're trying to rebuild that. Uh, and Jam- Jamal Adams is a big step in that, but mainly, I'm happy that Jamal Adams is getting out of New York because that's a dead end for him. There's nothing there's really nothing beneficial for Jamal Adams in New York. Honestly, here's my thing. If you can find me one piece of, I guess positivity that comes from playing for the New York Jets, let me know. Let me know. Email me or at me on Twitter at Ricky Gray Junior. Either way. But if you can find anything that's positive for playing for the New York Jets, uh, let me, I mean, please let me know. Sam Darnold is going to die in New York if he stays there. That's what's going to happen because that's what happens to people that play in New York. Le'Veon Bell goes over there and is, uh, you know, stellar for the Steelers, right? Stellar Steelers running back. Goes over to New York and it's like, yeah, you get forgotten over there. You get forgotten over there. That's just, I mean, it's really just the way it is. Um, so there's a lot of ups and downs as far as, you know, going to play for the Seahawks, especially because the Seahawks are in this kind of rebuilding the defense phase. But the Seahawks are a good football team. Their offense does great. They still got Russell Wilson, and he's still playing spectacular. So, you know, it's a better move for uh, for Jamal Adams. The Giants released uh, uh, their kicker, Rosas uh signed canton zaro if you guys remember canton zaro he played for arizona for a little while um i i think that's kind of an interesting let go for the giants because aldrick rosas was a pro bowl kicker i don't know if it's necessarily maybe like a disagreement in contract things or you know rough years is what's you know given rosas the boot but it is what it is it is what it is um so the uh, the the Chargers ended up signing uh, Justin Herbert to a twenty six million dollar rookie contract. That's insane. Um, I'm great, super happy about that. I I love that pick, and I'd, well, I well, one I love that pick to replace Philip Rivers. Two, I love that signing. Get him signed, you know, and and get everything going. Um, it looks like the Chargers are going to try to make a solid push this year, and they have the tools to do it, but. I think the problem is Los Angeles. I always want to say San Diego anytime I'm talking about the Chargers, but the Chargers have always had the tools they needed to be a great football team. The problem has been action and finishing strong, right? They get to the playoffs and when they get to the playoffs, they almost lose immediately, right? They have this stellar season. They can play, you know, crazy good, always end up on the right side of 500. But when they get to the playoffs, it's like you see this team that has no idea what they're doing in the playoffs. And a lot of people say that, you know, it's because they're too young, right? But when they had Philip Rivers, you had like a seasoned veteran quarterback and for some reason, you just couldn't get it done. There's a lot of different reasons that can go into that, right? There's a there's it of course coaching is one of the things that get brought up the most frequently. But even with coaching, these are still really skilled players and I've always expected more out of um, the Chargers, before you know going into playoffs, when every time they were going into the playoffs, they're like, Okay, well, this is a team that could be a contender, like, they could actually play really, really well. And then they go there and they lose. So it's, um, it's a situation where I really hope to see this team do good, right? I'm a Vikings fan through and through, but when it comes to teams that are in the AFC like the Chargers, you see all of this talent on the opposite side of the field and you go, "You know what? You really want these guys to do well." It's just like Chicago and Detroit. I feel like Chicago and Detroit have been getting like dealt bad hands as far as, you know, finishing strong goes. Chicago can start out a season great, And then sputter throughout the rest of the year. Now, a lot of people are blaming that on Mitchell Trubisky. I get it. I get it. He's not that good. He's not a good quarterback, right? But at the same time, there's more that goes into it than just the quarterback, right? Because if it was all based on the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers would have been having a great season regardless of what was going on on the field, right? But instead, since he has zero offensive uh, offensive weapons and they kind of changed that and they've they've done you know some good to help um th- now he's having some more people to throw to but f- over the past few years he's really had no real targets no real route runners that can actually get down the field and create opportunities for him to show what he can do and in that in that span of time of you know people not giving him those weapons the organization not giving him those weapons he's kind of withered away you know the a lot of the skill that Aaron Rodgers has has kind of degraded a little bit over time because people haven't given him the opportunities to succeed, which is what you want to see in, you know, your football team. And that's what I want to see for the Chargers. I want to see them give that team the opportunity to succeed. I mean, they've got Joey Bosa. They've got, you know, good offensive linemen. They've got a good quarterback in there. They've got good running backs. They've got a great wide receiver in Keenan Allen. Allen. Um, so what's missing. You know, you always have to ask yourself what's missing from that group. And right now it just seems like guidance, you know, and finishing strong is what's what's really, you know, holding them back. Um, There's a lot of information that we could go over as far as uh, the MLB goes. Uh, You've had a couple of people that have tested positive for COVID-19 and we're going to see um, we're going to see what happens as far as that goes and how they handle it. Oh, now I realize why the Giants are releasing Algic Rosas. He was arrested. Let's see what he was arrested for. Um, let's see. So he was charged with three misdemeanors stemming from a June 15th hit-and-run crash in California. Uh, faces charges of reckless driving on a highway, hit-and-run property damage, and driving while suspended, revoked for DUI of alcohol and drugs. Okay, so then that makes a lot more sense of why they're they're releasing Algic Rosas. Um, I did not know that, and that is breaking news as of right now. So, incredible. Um, So, I just got completely flabbergasted by reading that. Uh, So, I guess what we'll talk about as far as... um, the MLB goes is one, the uh, Yankees are off to a pretty good start uh, two and one in their series with the nationals. They just won again today. Um, Uh, one three to two. The the Marlins are starting off pretty solid. Two and one over the Phillies, and they beat them eleven to six today. The Padres are already starting off pretty great against uh, the Diamondbacks in that series, up two zero. And right now the score is one to zero, top of the sixth. So there's a lot of um. A lot of stuff going on right now as far as baseball goes. The Twins have been killing the the White Sox. Actually, you know what? I won't even say the Twins have been killing the White Sox. It's been like a back and forth. So the the, the Twins are leading the series two to one right now, but they've like they've beat the White Sox really bad. But in the time that they lost, they got walloped. So uh, today, the Twins beat the White Sox fourteen to two. Uh, the Astros are up in their series against the Mariners 2 to 1. I think it's just going to be kind of interesting to see how many Astro Astro players, Jesus, Astro players um get hit uh this year. I think that's going to be kind of an interesting thing to see. But it's been an all, ar- all around uh kind of regular week as far as opening opening day went uh, baseball is looking good even with even with no fans in the stands it's still looking good it's still looking positive and the guys I mean the games have been entertaining you know so it's it's going to be kind of like a a shock at first to get used to watching I think we're still all waiting on whether or not the NFL is going to allow fans I know I am because I usually go to Minnesota every single year and I'm waiting on a whether or not we can and I guess one of the biggest problems is that, you know, at certain points they say, yeah, this is what we're going to do. We're going to allow fans. And then, you know, the next day or something like that, there's some more breaking news and they're saying, nope, we're not going to allow fans. So um, it's kind of a difficult situation to sit through and figure out. Uh, but at least we, at least we have some sports and and we get to talk about some stuff so I can, I can at least be happy and thankful for that. Um, that's going to be it for this week. Don't have a whole lot of questions to, to answer remember to join the Discord. The link's going to be in the description of this episode. You can join the Discord. We could talk about sports. We could talk about games. We could talk about whatever the hell you guys want to talk about. It just makes it a lot easier for me to communicate with you guys on a day-to-day basis and keep you up to date on some of the things we're going to talk about. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Ricky Gray Jr. You can also follow the show's Instagram page at All Good Points Podcast. Um, And Until next week, I will see you next time. You guys have a great one.